from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. I'm on the road today outside the studio, but welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Thursday, November 30th, 2023. A big shout out to all the amazing people at the Data Connectors event in Atlanta today. Shout out to Dawn and her team. If you're in Atlanta, make sure you go and check out the event today in Atlanta. Unfortunately, as I'm traveling, I couldn't be there today, uh, much to my own uh, uh, disappointment. So good morning, y'all. Welcome. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch now X. Twitter's now X. Twitch is not. And Rumble. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe and follow us. It's great to be on the road. You know why? Because finally, this has come in handy. Well, most hotels I go to don't really have espresso machines. When they do, it's great. But sometimes they don't. And when they don't, I can go grab an espresso, keep it warm in my espresso travel mug, which you can only get by becoming a paid supporter of our program for all of the special content we post on Substack by going to jamesazar.substack.com. You essentially guarantee yourself the only way to get one of these travel espresso mugs. It's there. So go there, give us your support that keeps us honest, make sure we don't sell out to and, and give you content that you're not looking for. Uh, we only bring you the content you want and we only work with vendors y'all endorse. So with that being said, coffee cup cheers y'all. Keeps it warm too. Keeps it warm. It's so awesome. All right. Awesome. All right. Now, now I'm too excited about it. But we've got a packed, packed show this morning. So let's go ahead and deep dive into what's going on. Well, first of all, Okta is now deepening the impact of its breach after doing a post-mortem. They've determined that the threat actors that breached Okta last month, uh, they've only said that it impacted around 134 customers, less than 1% of their database. But now Okta Chief Security Officer David Bradbury has said that they've been able to download the entire uh, list names and email addresses of all Okta customer support system users and uh, all Okta workforce identity cloud and customer identity solutions are impacted except those in FedRAMP high and DoD IL4 environments. These environments use a separate system that was not accessed by the threat actor. They say they ran the report on September 28th, 2023. And again, just the transparency of what David is doing here with how they're sharing this data and the impact and the fact that it's not necessarily coming from some PR statement, but rather from the chief security officer. If you're an Okta customer, you believe them. You're not happy. Why would you be? You you never are. But you understand that there's that they've got the right focus as an organization and that they've got a huge target on their back and they're doing they're trying to do the best that they can. This is the kind of stuff, folks, that's the difference between continued customer support in your organization and being a part of your of your company to uh, being a, a a a someone who's, yeah, we worked with them and we no longer do uh, effectively. So David has shared that the company doesn't have evidence that this information is currently being exploited. He warned that unidentified threat actors may use this information to target customers via phishing or social engineering attack, meaning you really ought to increase the awareness there, especially uh, around your super admin users or specific admin permissions that people may have within Okta. Those are likely going to be that enable multi-factor authentication as well and ensure that that's all safe and secure as well. So there's uh, that piece right there from Okta. Apparently, water treatment facilities are, are, are a huge target now. The North 
Texas Municipal Water District has reported it was hit by a cyber attack that disrupted some of its system, including phones. This appears to be an IT-based cyber attack. So most of these uh, uh, critical infrastructure, power, oil and gas, water, uh, uh, sanitation, etc., those networks are really are separated, right? Like by nature they are because you've got your IT network, you've got your OT network. And what we saw with Colonial, by the way, Colonial Pipeline a few years ago was it was an IT attack and they shut down their OT because they couldn't bill, right? And 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 that kind of kicked off a a, a whirlwind of of economic and availability impact from that singular cyber attack. Well, here this appears to have impacted their phone system. The group known as Dykeson has Dykeson team has claimed responsibility for the attack. They claim to have stolen more than 33,000 files containing customer information from the water utility, which provides wholesale water, wastewater, and solid waste management services to approximately 2 million people across 13 cities in the great state of Texas, especially North Texas. Alex Johnson, who's the director of communication, has said and told the record that they first, when which first reported the incident, that the local government recently detected a cyber attack affecting its business computer network that didn't provide a date for the attack. But nonetheless, it's there. Most of the business networks have been restored. Core wa- water, wastewater, and solid waste services uh, have not been impacted by the incident. Again, IT rather than OT. And because it was that, um, um, they were able to uh, in- continue to keep things running while they recovered their IT system as well. But that's really kind of bringing out the idea that CISA has now had to issue a warning that what happened in Pennsylvania and now what's happening in Texas is happening because they're able to get into PLCs, which is programmable logic controllers that are sometimes not exposed online, sometimes they are depending on the architecture and so forth of the organizations. Well, PLCs are crucial control and management devices in industrial settings. Threat actors compromising them could have severe repercussions such as water supply contamination through manipulation. That's how they alter chemical dosing. Yes, there's chemicals in your tap water, folks. If you didn't know that, now you do. Other risks involved could lead to service disruption, leading to the halt of water supply and physical damage to infrastructure by overloading pumps or opening and closing valves. Cyber threat actors are targeting PLCs associated with WWS facilities, water facilities, including an identified uh, Unitronics PLC at a U.S. water facility. That's the attack we spoke about earlier this week in Pennsylvania. In response, the uh, affected municipal water authority immediately took the system offline, switched to manual operation, and that's kind of one of those as well but then there's an hmi and they were trying to exploit those as well so they're recommending uh one replace the default uh, plc password ensuring 111 is not used that's the default one they put in out of the box you want to implement mfa for all remote access to any ot network including access from it and external networks disconnect plcs from the open internet if remote access is necessary use a vpn setup as well and many many other uh things that we do and being that this is my line of work now i can tell you all of these are very applicable as well as hardening that entire environment making sure that data is encrypted in a lot of these places data is not encrypted data goes over a tls uh so it's a tls pipe but the data is unencrypted and you can launch a man in middle attack and it's that easy dollar tree was hit by a third-party data breach impacting two million people the breach was a result of one of their service provider zero in technologies being uh, attacked and victimized as part of it. Dollar Tree is a discount retail company. They operate in, uh, they've got about 23,000 locations in the US and Canada. They're huge. According to the main AG, Dollar Tree services provider Zero Den suffered a security incident 
in August of this year. As part of the attack, the threat actors managed to steal data containing the personal information of Dollar Tree and family Dollar employees. So Zero Dan has conducted a review of the content of the system to determine what it is, which is names, date of birth, and social security numbers. They've notified all the people involved and given them 12 months of identity. Most Americans at this point have like five of these a year. They do. Like, we're going to give you 12 months. And every 12 months, someone else is going to renew it for you. The Japanese space agency, JAXA, was hacked in a summer cyber attack, according to the organization, which may have put sensitive space-related technology and data at risk. The security breach was discovered this autumn when law enforcement authorities alerted Japan's space agency that a systems were compromised, as first reported by the Yumawari Shinbun. Uh, confirming the infiltration, Chief Cabinet Secretary of Japan Hirokazu Matisunu revealed in a press conference that the attackers gained access to the agency's active directory, a crucial component overseeing network operations. The server likely contained critical information like employee credentials, significantly increasing the breach's potential impact they're now working with government cybersecurity experts and law enforcement to understand the extent of the security compromise although no data leak linked to jaxa has been confirmed they've expressed concerns stating as long as the at server was hacked it's very likely that the information was visible this could have been more of a corporate espionage uh, the japanese have attributed the attacks to a group of military hackers identified as tick also known as stalker panda and those are associated with the uh, chinese communist party and their lackeys in cyberspace. Cyber criminals are now expanding the targeting of Iranian bank customers with known mobile malware. So not only do most Iranians live under a, uh, a dictate, a religious, extreme religious dictatorship by a state that doesn't give them any of the money and rather waste it all on terror spending rather than taking care of their own people, they're now being victimized additionally by cyber criminals who are creating 40 credential harvesting apps that imitate four major Iranian banks, including Bank Malat, Sadirat, Rizalat, and Central Bank of Iran. These apps mimic leg legitimate version found in the Marketplace Cafe Bazaar, and they're distributed through several phishing websites. The last campaign lasted from December of last year until May of this year. The ongoing campaign was detected uh, by uh, Zimprium. The uh, attackers created malicious apps and have imitated 12 banks, and they're stealing credentials, and then they're going in and they're doing financial crime as well. So Iran is on one end of it, but their people, the people of Iran who are good people, we have many friends of the show, in Iran, people who who are are are, are some of our uh, dear dear friends, um, they're also being victimized by that, and Iran doesn't seem to put a stop to it. There's no attribution to who's doing this, although uh, this does seem to be uh, mimicking other attacks that have happened across the world, especially in the EU and South America. U.S. Treasury U.S. Treasury sanctions Sinbad cryptocurrency mixers that's being used by the Lazarus Group in North Korea as a way to launder the crypto they steal. This includes in um, the crypto stolen over the last two years and incidents involving Horizon Bridge and Axie Infinity. The cryptocurrency mixer is also used by cyber criminals to make it difficult for investigators to track transactions related to sanctions, evasions, drug trafficking, the purchase of child sexual abuse materials, and additional illicit sales on the dark net. So th um, that has now been taken down by OFAC and by Treasury. I'm sure something else will pop up here shortly but that's at least a small dent 
and speed bump in the road. And finally, CISA has debuted at secure by design alerts, which are meant to provide information on how vendor decisions can reduce harm at a global scale. Instead of detailing what could have been done to prevent or respond to threats, we're talking about addressing it at the design phase before even building it, which is the right way to approach it. Again, one of the great initiatives that Jen Easterly has taken at CISA. Now, the first installment in CISA's alert series brings to light malicious activity targeting web management interfaces and how implementing security best practices and eliminating specific classes of vulnerabilities can better shield customers from those threats. All of this is available in our show notes. Go check it out there as well. A great, great move by CISA here. That's it for our program this morning. We'll be back Monday with a whole lot more of what's going on for so many of you practitioners there. So go check that out. Uh, as well. Thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe. Go to our Substack. Support our program. Again, we don't bring on a lot of advertisers. This isn't a podcast where we're out soliciting uh, vendors to just give you a logo to make some money. The best way that you can support our program, which I know a lot of you asked, is to go to our Substack where we post exclusive content, articles, and podcasts exclusively there. Nowhere else can you get them by being a supporter. It's only $99 a year, and we send you one of these awesome travel mugs with a whole lot more swag in there as well just some stuff for y'all to enjoy as being a proud supporters of this podcast so thank y'all for tuning in go check that out jamesazar.substack.com have a great rest of your day have a great weekend y'all and most importantly stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform